sugar pill. My name is Paul Clark and I am the co-artistic director along with Susie Wilson of Claude Ensemble and Susie does all the visuals and I do everything that you hear, all the music and sound. The placebo effect is an unusual subject for a performance piece. What was the genesis of the work? It's actually something that we've been thinking about, the subject of placebo, for a number of years. We once touched on it very briefly in a piece that we did maybe 15 years ago. It was interesting doing the research all those years ago because there wasn't actually that much to read about it. It's become a bit of a, you know, a zeitgeisty topic, I think. And more and more scientists are doing research on what the placebo effect is. And I think a lot of people in the arts and humanities as well are thinking about it. I mean, it's a fascinating topic. We're all used to this idea that, for example, if we blush because we're embarrassed or weep because we're upset or get goosebumps because we're frightened. We're used to that idea that just because of the way that we feel, it will have a physical effect on us. We're used to that, but somehow we're shocked by the idea that if we take, a, that, that, for example, the size or the colour of a pill might affect how, how it makes us feel or that we could be just told that we're going to feel better during a, a surgery, which is completely sham, completely fake. Um, that we actually will feel better, that we're all sort of open to suggestion in that way. So I think it's kind of something that is interesting for artists to think about, as well as scientists, because after all, when we're making a piece of theatre or music, we're deliberately going about changing how people feel. So it's actually quite a close subject to, to people who make performances, if you see what I mean. I was certainly wondering, and I'm sure a lot of people will be, how then does this feed into creating a performance piece around the theme of placebo? We're not trying to do a, an essay on the subject of placebo. That You know, you don't need to show up for this performance knowing anything about it, and you could quite easily leave the show, and that's not the main thing that you'll get out of it. It might well be the, the visuals or the amazing dancers who are in the piece could even be the music or the blend of all those things that you're that are, have struck you but we're using it as a prompt i suppose we're using it as a starting as a sort of jumping off point for making work and all the sorts of the things that spring out of that central idea of placebo the fake and the real the way that we're all suggestible the way that our predispositions and our biases affect how we feel that the fact that it's sometimes it's how we treat each other, not what we do that counts, you know, a, a one person, whatever, giving a massage or whatever, even if it's a physically identical, will feel different if you depending on how you feel that how you feel about that person. That all of those things are sort of playing and they feel very performative. And I suppose we're also just sort of playing with the idea of people performing symptoms as well about how different people with the same medical complaint might perform it in completely different ways. So these are starting points for games or, you know, for, for, for scenes that are done in a choreographically, really. It's mainly a dance piece. We very rarely are comfortable with those sort of terms. Often our stuff is somewhat, you know, it's got a bit of theatre, it's got a bit of gig, it's got a bit of dance in the way that we uh, we make it. This is one of the most dancey pieces that we've ever made. It's not a essay on placebo, it's a sort of poem based on it. My heart starts to get coherent and the heart starts to affect the brain. The brain starts to affect the heart and the heart starts to affect the brain waves like this and they're moving and you see 
alpha and you see beta and you see beta and you see delta and you can see the front of the body, side of the body, back of the body. Okay, it does sound like it sets up a lot of questions for the audience. I think so. You know, doctors have been using placebo for thousands of years. They've known about it. GPs routinely give sugar pills or or pills which they know have no medical value to, to patients. But it's a weird sort of ethical dilemma, isn't it? Because mm, that's mm. isn't that a bit strange getting your doctor to lie to you about what they're giving. <laughs> yes. But if it uh, but but if it works, maybe you don't you don't mind. I mean, so they're all things for us to consider. I think more generally in life, not even in a, in terms of you know doctors and stuff, but just in terms of how how we go about affecting each other. That we're all affecting each other all the time. So it's there's a there's a lot more questions than conclusions in this piece. I think it's more about opening up the subject to how we all are with each other. What does it mean to feel good? From the way that I've been talking about it, it might sound quite a sort of dry academic kind of analysis of a subject it's actually a lot of it is about euphoria there's lots of full-on dancing which is about pleasure and placebo does mean i please that's the the root of the word so that and that was our starting point and our starting point for the music in the in the piece as well you know what makes you feel good to dance to so we're we're thinking about that we're also thinking about what makes you feel bad Claude certainly takes an unconventional approach to creating your work and you've done a lot of work with health professionals as well. Tell me a little bit more about the processes. We do have a programme called Performing Medicine, which is mostly with health professionals. With placebo, I know that there's talks and workshops that will be going on before, during and after we're in Brighton. For example, there one which I'm particularly interested in, we've got an expert in, in sound to talk about how sound affects health you know how it affects how we feel not just music but sort of noise pollution squeaky chairs air conditioning you know what and he's a a scientist who has sort of analyzed you know what a massive impact sound can have on on our well-being so that's a kind of interesting one Paul, I was wondering if there's a parallel in the wider world where we see a US president who openly lies, dog whistle politics, a promise of £350 million a week for the NHS after Brexit, all of which actually please some sections of the population. They're willing to suspend their disbelief. So I was wondering if the concept of the placebo extended beyond the, the purely physical grounds into, the, into wider society. I think that's a brilliant question. And the the short answer is absolutely yes. I mean, we've got lots and lots of reminders in this show. There's that we've I've sampled lots and lots of voices from TV shows, radio, YouTube, of people saying exactly the kind of uh, thing that you're talking about. How lies, fakery, are all around us. But it's back to that ethical dilemma that I was speaking about earlier. Is you know is feeling is feeling good enough or do you want the bitter truth and who gets the power to define what is true so well it was funny in the office i I was looking for for an example of a lie that i could go and find a sample of to use in my soundtrack i went into the clod office and just said what's a lie that i don't even i could just say it in half a sentence and everyone would know that it's a lie And, and one of the team suggested say the 365 million for the NHS. You could just say the words <laughs> 365 million. It's a big deal. It's, I, we found that when you talk about the fake and the real, the whole idea of fake news and so on is so much in people's minds that you almost don't need to hammer it home. It's so, it's so present. 
we're all thinking about it, really. The real action would be, hey, we can do things if you flip the switch. 